like what you and I are into and what we're about to talk about, mm-hmm. it might not be for everybody. Like, right, trying I mean, to kill big deer. We're talking about hunting big mature whitetails. Yep. If you don't like it, sorry. Perfect. Howdy folks, welcome to the Painted Arrow Podcast. My name is Nate Hicks and we got Devin Cole here. And we are excited to come here today and, and tell you guys about something that's going on in our lives. Am I right? Oh yeah. Tomorrow's turkey season. That's not just going on in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's going on in a lot of people's lives. Yeah. In the great state of Michigan anyways, but turkey season's been open for a while. Yeah. In lots of different places. We, I, you haven't traveled. You know, it kind of seems that same way with deer. Like every year, we're just waiting for our opener and everybody's killing big big bucks, big velvet bucks. It we're just sucks. Like, <laughs> it's the same way with turkeys too. Like all I'm seeing on Instagram is just people killing birds. It's funny because like you imagine yourself just like traveling all over the country, shooting things. And it doesn't happen for me every year. We, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in my mind, we should be down in Tennessee hunting those public land birds Yeah. that are barely, you know, barely gobbling off in the distance, but the fact of the matter is, is got a J-O-B. We, we, yeah, we got a J-O-B, but we also, um, we failed to mention that this, it's been weeks since we uploaded a podcast. We need to own that. Yeah. We need to wear that. There, we have some really great excuses, but. But it, they're excuses. Yeah. We have really great excuses, but they're excuses. What is your saying about excuses? Hmm? You have a, good, you have a really good saying. Um, excuses are like assholes. Excuses are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and some are shittier than others. <laughs> that's probably not a good good saying to just share around all the time, but yeah, that's the one I've heard. That's the one I've heard, too. That's the one out on the street. But but yeah, we we have some things going on. Nate's got some big things going on. I just actually had knee surgery. Again, excuses, but we've just, there's a lot of moving pieces right now. We're getting ready to launch some new products. Um, and with, with some of the things Nate has going on and with my knee surgery and work and just everything else, we, we did not, did not make it a priority to get this done the way that we should have. And for that, yeah. we, we have to own it. So, so we have, we, we have some, some really big life-changing things that are happening in, in my life, and I'm not going to share them today. But um, we will. We're going to make it. We're going to do a whole deal on it. We're going to do a podcast in the future, and I think it'll make sense. Usually, we we release an episode every Monday. That's kind of yeah. like Monday or Wednesday. That's yeah. kind of our thing. That's our so deal. We've yeah. been been a little out of pocket, but anyways, enough with that. Um, I had to say that you had to. I More had to, to come. It. Do you are you do you feel comfortable talking about your knee? Yeah. So tell tell some people about this. This is like one of the most bizarre, interesting things I've ever seen, heard of. Yeah, yeah, me too, honestly. Um, so I we've gone through kind of my athletic past, I think, in other podcasts. But um, way back in high school, I tore my quad. Yeah, yeah. And like it was a partial tear, but it what's left of that is like piled up in a ball up in my quad like you can see it looks like a golf ball looks like a golf ball it's kind of weird so after high school through college i got really into triathlons and then specifically like endurance triathlons long distance stuff like an iron man which if you don't know what an iron man is it's a 2.4 mile swim 
112 mile bike ride followed by a marathon. So needless to say, training for a distance event like that, you just you're putting a lot of miles on your legs. Yes, I, d- sir. I I ended up doing two of them. Um and anyway, so through that training, I started to have less mobility in my left knee and like consistent pain. And it's just kind of like been this I don't even know what you'd call it, but like it just progressively got worse. And I had convinced myself that I kind of thought, well, maybe it's from other muscles are compensating for for the torn quad. Mm-hmm. And I, I just really didn't even address it. I just ran through it, swam through it, biked anyway, and just continued to go about my life. And kind of in the last year and a half, maybe two years even, it's gotten bad enough that like it would catch – and simple things like on a backcountry hunt, I go to step over a log and I just don't have the range of motion needed to. And I got it. I just, it's affected my lifestyle. And I've had to start doing normal tasks differently to account for the lack of normal range of motion in my knee. And like true or false, in the last two years, it got like progressively and noticeably more severe. Like, oh, noticeable. for sure. Yeah. It's, it started like, it was always like, the range of motion just continued to like go away. Yeah, like and and it started staying very swollen, which was new. Like the they call it like a joint effusion. Like that that was a new thing. Like it never was normally that swollen. Yeah, and so I kind of always said like, man, I need to go get this looked at. But if it truly is due to the torn quad, I mean that was ten years ago. They're not gonna they can't fix a quad that was torn ten years ago. And so, um. I just convinced myself that I was being soft and I deal with it. Like your 28 year old kid, like what deal with it. Yeah. And at the end of this year, um, both my wife and you specifically kind of challenged me to say that this year's the year that you need to get that fixed. Whether that's therapy, well, well, whether here, it's here's, here's where it hit for me. Like you started showing me like a normal, like what is this muscle here? This is the quad quad. Yeah. A normal quad stretch is you grab your foot yeah. and you take and pull it up to your butt yeah. and the heel of your foot's touching your butt. That's like a most... It's like called the runner stretch, I think. The runner stretch. Yeah. Just one-on-one. Stretch that quad out, right? Yeah. You were showing me that you couldn't even like get your knee like 90 degrees yeah. to yeah, your good. like femur. Yeah. I, my heel's getting nowhere near my butt. And that's for me, I was like... Dude, you need to like go. that is just not even close to normal. <laughs> like I'm sitting over here touching, you know, my hands flat on the floor and like Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So, you kind of challenged me, not even challenged, like you made me commit to you that I would get it looked at and figure out what the what the method of getting it fixed was this year. This is the year to do it. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of started getting to that mindset myself. Like I'm a 28-year-old guy and I in my left leg, I feel like I'm 68 78 like i don't know and i I, you know do i need to do long distance endurance stuff anymore like i'd like to but i don't need to but even simple things like running around with your kid in the yard and like i can't squat down and like i'm gonna just dumb stuff like i'm I'm 28 so i'm like it's time to get it fixed anyway i went and saw several different doctors one doctor would be like i don't know what's going on i got referred several times long story short i landed in the office of a surgeon that said I had something called synovial osteochondromatosis. 
What, what do you what do you think that is? And it's essentially a rare situation or rare disease where they they think it's typically caused by a previous injury or some sort of like previous trauma to a joint, but basically the synovial lining of my knee got inflamed. It started to cause or form these little tumors or loose bodies, and then over time if you don't do anything about it or get it looked at, those tumors get progressively bigger. They get to a size that they then detach from the synovial lining. They turn to bone. They ossify and turn to bone. And then they're just floating around your kneecap. Or not in your kneecap, in your, your knee joint, your, your joint capsule. Your capsule. Yeah. So they did an MRI. I had an innumerable amount of loose bodies in my knee, which <laughs> they thought only a handful of them were, like, big. The rest of them were kind of just, like, loose tissue and... Anyway, the 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 way to fix it was you got to go in for surgery. You got to have arthroscopic surgery. We're going to go in there. We're going to take the bigger tumors out, and we're going to suck all the other loose stuff out of there. Long story short, they got me in quick. This was last Tuesday. They got in there, and what what they took out of there kind of blew my mind. It, it's unbelievable, actually. Like unbelievable. There was way more stuff in there than I knew. Um, and ossified bone. So like, it looks. I mean, can we post this picture? Maybe. Yeah, we could. Are you okay with it? I yeah. mean, it's, it's like a hippo yeah. deal, but it's your knee. Yeah, we can post it. I it's don't kind care. of like a. It looks like a. It looks. <laughs> what they showed me is it's like it looks like a little ashtray, and sitting underneath it is like a a ballpoint pen to give perspective. Yeah, and then on the ballpoint pen, there's actually like the scale of, like a scale in centimeters. And so they set this under this tray, and this tray's just full of what looks like hail or, like, softener salt. Yeah. Just, but, like, big chunks of stuff. Innumerable. <laughs> and I'm like, like what? that came out of there? And so. Oh, golly. Um, un, un, like. Blew my mind. Doesn't even make sense. Like, I've never seen anything like that. And I, my, my wife is a physical therapist. Yeah. She deals with knee patients daily. Daily, yeah. And I sent the photo to her, and I was like, hey, y'all ever seen anything like this? Because she was in the office. I yeah. said, ask your, you know, ask the crew. And they got people working there who's been doing physical therapy for yeah. 30 years. Nobody had ever seen anything like it. And they kept asking, like, what was the diagnosis? And I, you know, I texted so, you, and yeah. you're like. Synovial osteochondromatosis. And I copy and pasted that some bitch and <laughs> sent it over. <laughs> And it's like, what is that? So all this to be said, though, like, we're moving past that. When I say we, I mean you, but. But it's a road. Like, I'm a week, I'm a week and three days out of surgery. I definitely have better range of motion than the first couple days that I came out of surgery. Yeah. I still do not have, I don't even have the range of motion I had going into surgery yet. Mm-hmm. It's close, but I still don't have even the same range of motion that I had when I went into surgery. But my knee is like the size of a cantaloupe right now. Like it's still just huge. I still have stitches in. Like I'm going. I basically I go for a follow up today actually, and um, then they'll kind of start me on that path of physical therapy. But um, but yeah, it's going to be like a road of recovery to get to get back to to What's normal. What's your goal? Why don't you put it out there? You have a goal? I'm a really goal-oriented dude. So what I want to say is I'm doing another Ironman. I want to, but I don't want to do do that. 
I don't want to say that because I will do that, and I don't want to do that if it's at the expense of my well-being. Like, yeah. I think a good first goal is I want to get back to running without pain. Like, I want to run a 5K. I want to be able to run a 5K every morning if I want to without pain. I want yeah. to be able to ride a bike. I have my range of motion was so gone, like the normal pedal motion. I can't even get my heel up high enough to do that. Like mm-hmm. I can't ride a bike. So like dumb things like that. Those are my goals. Like I want to get back to riding a bike and going on a jog without pain. Yeah, that's goal. That's a great goal. Um, because I want to pack out an elk. I was gonna like, say. I want to me. That's my <laughs> selfish like goal for you. Is like let's let's go. <clears throat> Shoot a an yeah. elk and pack it out next September. So, so like from a goal perspective, that's the goal. Like, let's go on an elk. I mean, let's put it out there. Let's go on an elk hunt next September. Okay, I like that. I want to be able to walk around the mountain. Not walk. I want to be able to hike around the mountains next fall, no pain. I think it's very. But I think doable. to get there, like, I think getting my knee to and even slightly beyond the the range of motion that I had, that's going to come. Like, that's just my knee recovering from surgery. But there was a long period of time where I did not have range of motion. I just lived with this circumstance. So, like, I think getting much farther past where I was, even though the stuff's not in there anymore, it's still going to be painful because all these other tendons and supporting muscles have not bent that far in a really long time. So you've obviously not encouraged but pushed me to say, I don't – I don't really give a shit what your doctor says. You need to be in physical therapy right now. And you yeah, mentioned so. your, wife's a, your wife's a physical therapist. So anyway, from her feedback, from your feedback, and then obviously going to my follow-up here, um, the goal is get my butt in physical therapy and, like, put me in pain. Let's <laughs> let's start getting this thing fixed. They have this thing, like, after you get a, a new knee. Yeah. They literally put you in this machine and it just goes... <laughs> Yeah, and just bend your knee. Yeah, because it's really common that if you don't move it quickly enough after surgery, like scar tissue will come in quick. Yeah, I think they call it like arthrofibrosis, and like that takes over and forms scar tissue in your knee that then limits your knee from bending the way that it's supposed to bend. Which it's kind of like trading one evil for the other. They just got all this stuff out of my knee that's supposed to allow my knee to bend like it's supposed to. But if I don't get into physical therapy it's and push hurt, that pain, it's, it already hurts, dude. It's going to hurt a Work, lot. Walking hurts. But that's the thing is they sent me out of that office. And they I, said I, I woke up from the surgery, and they're like, we're not giving you crutches. We're not giving you a cane. Hold on to furniture, doors, railings, whatever you need. Walk. Son, walk. And so I was weight-bearing same day, but it's just so big and swollen. And I was very adamant that I didn't want to be on the really, like, intense painkillers. And they're like, well, we had to do a little more in there than we thought we were going to need to do. They ended up having to partially release my MCL to get some of the tumors out. So, like, based on basically the recovery we thought you were going to have is not what you're going to have. It's going to be a little more tough now. You might want to take these for a day or two. It's going to be incredibly painful. So I ended up taking them for a couple days. But I was back at work three days after the surgery kind of against my wife's wishes and my my mother's wishes. They don't think I should be yet, but um but yeah, I just need to I need to be moving the knee and pushing through the pain and So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what the doctor says, but anyway, that's that's been the big thing in my life like aside from Pinedero day job, wife and son. Um that's been a big one for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's been 
It's just been crazy couple weeks, man. Yeah. For just a lot of reasons. I mean, we're sitting here smirking at each other because there's a whole other layer to this that we can't can't come out with yet. Can't go into yet, but it'll it'll all make more sense. Exciting, all all things for the better. I would I would say right mm. on your end, my end, everybody. Mm-hmm. All all onward and upward. Like onward. all, it's just it's just yeah, it's exciting. Like. I think everybody, if you're listening, everybody's got a life, right? Everybody's got stuff going on. And mm-hmm. It's uh, we're blessed. We're blessed to to be able to do what we're doing and to continue to just wake up every day and chase a chase a passion and a dream. And there's life that comes with it. So, I want to say something too. With that, a lot of the conversations Nate and I have offline that aren't part of the podcast are kind of by default very entrepreneurial and business related conversations because we're business partners and we're building a brand so i'd be interested if anybody has feedback to hear if it would be of interest to anybody for us to cover any of that those types of topics on the podcast i mean obviously this is a hunting and specifically an archery related podcast but if you guys would be interested in or would like us to cover anything related to business and building a business and just some of these things we've learned. We we talk about that stuff a ton. Just it doesn't necessarily usually pertain to what we're talking about on the podcast. So yeah, we just um, I just got interviewed on a podcast called the Atasso Outdoor Podcast. Yeah, shout out to those guys. And I thought that was really like like what you're at. What you just kind of threw out there is kind of what we talked about a lot, like how we grew yeah. our business. And so um, we did post that when they initially launched it, but. That's, that'd be a good one to listen to. Maybe we should try and post that on our yeah feed. We should post that, and and uh, you guys should go look them up. It's the Atasso is it Atasso Outdoors podcast. I think so. Atasso Outdoors podcast. Um, kind of a funny story, but we met these dudes last year at the Total Archery Challenge in Michigan, mm-hmm. and um, kind of hit it off, and and they ended up buying a couple Mag Pros, and um. And then we were at, at the Total Archery Challenge. We were doing a thing where we wanted people to come up and give us, like, little snippets of, like, we are doing little snippets with people and doing podcasts and having them tell buck stories. And so um, Caleb Hopper had a pretty cool buck story, and he shared on our podcast. And then, long story short, several months later, he reached out and was like, hey, Nate, will you come on this podcast and tell us about Painted Arrow? And it was cool. It was I fun. Think, I think you did a, I haven't even talked to you about this, but I, I just finished part two myself. And I thought you did a really awesome job just kind of laying out our company and just just laying it all out. You did we a, got a cool story, dude. You did a really, really good job. And and they did a really good job. I thought it was a really, really, really nice podcast. I think they were really well prepared. They asked awesome questions. It was good interview. I was, yeah. imp- I was impressed for sure. So, yeah, all that to say, we would love to talk. I mean, if you guys are interested in it, we, get, we talk about business a lot. And it's I think it's kind of cool behind the – behind the yeah and we don't want to bore you guys with stuff that isn't like relatable right but it's also a big part of our our identity and our life yeah and we're daily challenged with problems that we have to solve that we've never seen or solved before and these are just things that are part of building a brand and growing a business Mm -hmm. in the outdoor industry and um i mean we're an open book generally we really are. I think we are. Yeah. Almost too open. Yeah, probably. To a fault. Yeah. Um, and maybe that'll bite us someday, but I I think it it 
I don't know, it lends itself well to like we're we're just very transparent. Very transparent and people like when people come up to us at a trade show and it's like, wait, you two you two guys own the company? Like it just it's this it's this very genuine approach and it seems to resonate really well with people. Mm. Like <laughs> I had a guy at a what was it, the Great American Outdoor Show. Mm-hmm. And um he was kinda hemming and hawing at a and buying a Mag Pro Plus, but he really wanted it, and he was basically he and his wife were there, and um, just had a really cool interaction. And at the end of it, I'm like, if you do one, I'll I'll throw in this accessory kit. I'm gonna throw in this accessory kit for you. He goes, Are you sure you can do that? You're not gonna get in trouble. I said, Well, I'm one of the owners, and the other owner's right there, so I I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I think I'll be just fine. He said that, and yeah, and he got. Like he he got immediately like really blushy in the face because like he was I feel like three he times thought he was offending me by not assuming I was one of the owners. Yeah, he was like like they were both he and his wife both like just we'll take ghost one. white and they were like. <laughs> 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 but anyway, it was like that. Like when you when you have those encounters and you can make those decisions and it just it comes across very genuine when you're the guy that created the product owns the company is there selling it to you. It's different. It's different. So I think we've tried to take a very transparent and open approach through all things. And I guess on that, I mean, I want to just say we got really big plans to continue to do those types of things. Really? I mean, like to 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 grow. So, go ahead. It's so easy to sit here and hype everything up. But if you guys could have been a fly on the wall when we launched this company, you know, it was on our hearts and and a goal of ours like we're going to launch this mag pro but if we don't have a plan to follow that up with other products we will get um identified and known as a product not a brand and so from from day 1 we've just said we're going to build a brand we're not building a product we're going to build a brand and <laughs> What are we going to build next? Maybe we don't know, but we're going to listen to the people. We're going to let them tell us what they want, and we're going to build it. We're going to give the people what they want. And I think our next three, four, five product releases that we have, we've done that. Mm. We've listened to people say, I want this, I would buy this, and we've made it. We, like, three, at least, at least three products will be coming out before the hunting season this year yeah this year like three really banger products (laughs) like i'm gonna use all three of them this season bangers yeah real genuine bangers meaningful too like meaningful to your setup like it's gonna hit when you see it here's the other thing i'll say i'm gonna tease just a tiny bit and it might not even feel like a tease because Anyway, it's complementary of the Mag Pro and the Mag Pro Plus. Meaning, it's not a replacement for it. It could be a replacement for it. It can complement it and be used with it. But you want it. <laughs> you don't know it yet, but it's it, it's going to be part of your setup. Yeah. Especially if you're a mobile hunter. That's all. That's it. I'm going to end it right there. Yeah. Okay. If you're a mobile hunter, you you need to you need to stay tuned. Yeah. Um Yeah. I'm just, excited. God. It's just it's yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool for us to do this and and literally like like you said, it it hits for us. 
I hope it hits for people listening, but like when you, when you, when you have a conversation with so many people and they're all like, have you thought of this? And we're like, actually, we're actually working on that. Yeah. Take, like, a, take a look at this. We just, we just know that it's going to resonate with hunters because mm-hmm. like that's who we are. That's what we do. So it's going to be great. Um, we're going to close this up to, uh, tomorrow, literally tomorrow, tomorrow morning. It's turkey season. Turkey season. Yeah. It's going to be cold and rainy, but <coughs> what we want to challenge, we did this on a, on a previous podcast, but we want to challenge anybody who uses our product currently, the MagPro, MagPro X, MagPro Stubby, whatever it is, one of the bow mounts that we create right now, mm-hmm. if you get a turkey on film, first off, we really want to see it. You can submit that on our website. There's a video submission link right in the top of the website. You can't even miss it. We want to see it, and what we're challenging people to do is, like, in the last couple of years, I've done it, you sit up, like, no blind. You Brushed just sit in. up against a tree, whatever you got to do, to, but just na- nature. Use nature to camo yourself in and shoot a turkey on the ground with a bow, with a product, running the Mag Pro. If you do that, just reach out to us. There's a bunch of different ways you can do that on the website, but reach out to us. And we want to we want to like give you a free hat, a free hat, a sweet ball cap, and just say hey, thanks for using the product and like yeah, it's something that if you own it, you probably do it anyway, kind of thing. So take the challenge, take the challenge. I'm gonna be trying, Devin's gonna be trying, mm-hmm. we're all gonna be trying. I'll say one last thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot for a lot of companies, show season is kind of wrapping up. We are gonna be at the Mobile Hunters Expo this summer. And we are also going to be at the Michigan Total Archery Challenge. And we'll post, you know, dates and locations and all that stuff. Um, so, but anyway, all that to say, there are some uh, some still some shows that we're going to be at. And we wanted to mention that and come, come and see us. Yeah. Because at at least one of those shows, we will be launching a new product. Ooh. All right, guys. Thanks for listening along. And we'll catch you on the next one. Perfect. Perfect.